Welcome to McKnight's Long-Term Care Newsmakers Podcast, where we share the latest information and views from industry leaders. Hi, I'm Kim Marcellus, Senior Editor of McKnight's Long-Term Care News. Today, we're going to be talking about quality care, the pursuit of which is the focus of every nursing home across the country, residents and their families, and of course, regulators. Joining me are CEO Rachel Zimmerman and Admissions Coordinator Jennifer Trout of Aspen Park, an Idaho nursing home under the Cascadia Healthcare umbrella. Aspen Park was one of two ACA Gold Quality Award winners this year, and we're going to discuss how the team there keeps quality front and center while juggling so many other demands. Thanks for being here, ladies. Thank you for having us. Thank you. So let's start, first of all, with me saying congratulations. No small feat here. I know in addition to the work that goes on every day, there's a long process to get to gold winner. Let's talk a little bit about what you do to promote quality in your building. And if we can begin with just an overview of where your facility is, what your population looks like, any specialty program, things like that. Yeah, so we are located in Moscow, Idaho, with a population of about 35,000. We are located in a university town, the University of Idaho, and Washington State University is about seven miles away. So we are located within two large universities, surrounded by several small communities. We love the small town feel of Moscow. Most of our staff that works here are locals to Moscow or the surrounding communities, which allows us to provide great relationships with our residents, with our families, providers that we work with. So I know when we talk about how you've achieved this award, you were not the only Cascadia facility to win one this year. So I want to talk about organizationally, how that helps you implement and sustain programs that drive quality. Can you kind of talk about the relationship with Cascadia and then how you take the leadership and make that actionable in your building? And again, I know Cascadia is also very locally led. So if it's coming up from the bottom, please correct me on that and and talk a little bit about the process. Yeah, so I have personally worked at Aspen Park for 20 years and been in the CEO role for seven years. The Cascadia motto of a CEO is it gives us the autonomy to run the facility that we see fit at a local level. I'm allowed to run the facility that works for Aspen Park and Moscow, Idaho, which might be different than how it would work in different communities. We have six facilities in a 30-mile radius, so we're able to share best practices and have best practices shared with us, and that allows us to provide the best quality of care to our facility, to our residents, and to our providers. And is there any instruction or quarterly reports on, hey, we're seeing across our system this could be an issue, check on that? Any, I don't want to say instruction, but just a way to make sure that if something is seen at one facility, the rest of you are aware of it. So maybe you can bring your quality attention to that as well. Yeah, so Cascadia provides uh, clinical resources that man several different buildings together. And so as they're doing internal audits and assisting the teams in one building, they do that the same in the other building. They're available when we have surveys so they can kind of let the teams know 
some areas that maybe need some improvement or things that they're noticing that we can share and, and monitor together. And they're available for all the facilities. So they kind of are really at our schedule and available to what we need them for. We also have team leads. So I'm a team lead of two other facilities and a team lead usually runs about three other facilities and we meet regularly to discuss areas of improvement or what's working good in those facilities. So at a facility level, we discuss that and also at a team lead level. Fantastic. And as far as resources go, I mean, I think everybody is fairly well aware of QAPI and you know the programs that can be in place and tools that there are. But if you see a problem and you want to work on it, are you able to tap some additional resources because you're part of Cascadia to, to address those issues or even to be proactive and prevent issues from arising? Yeah. So the nice thing about resources with Cascadia is they are hired to be a part of the facility. They don't come in to find areas of issues that they leave at the facility level. Any concerns that they may find, they help us resolve those. So they work through all the processes with us at a facility level to keep us in compliance. We have resources for nursing. We have resources for business office, for therapy, for social work. So there's lots of resources available. Okay, terrific. Some good insights there. So then I want to definitely drill down to the building level. So I'm going to start with you here, Jennifer. Again, a little bit unusual for me to think of an admission coordinator talking about quality, though certainly you have the first touch with many of the patients. I don't think every building would consider that person a leader in quality initiatives. So I'd love to get an insight as to what your role is and why the building is set up to make sure you are integral in, in the quality process. Yeah. So as an admissions coordinator, I'm kind of one of the first faces that any new residents would see or speak to. I work locally with our physician offices and our local hospitals and really getting them to see why we do what we do and all the good things that we're doing within the facility. So quality is really the number one thing that I try to promote. And if we're not providing good quality, then I don't have a good building to tell to these residents or to explain to them why you need to come to us for the care that you need. And so quality care as far as clinical, but then our quality and how we take care of our employees is so, so important to me and my position and what I do here. So what does that look like in terms of, you know, I can picture the DON, obviously, stand-ups, regular meetings. You might sometimes find yourself a little disconnected, or maybe I'm making some assumptions there, but how do you kind of keep the finger on the pulse of what's needed or what the priorities are at any given week or month as far as quality goes? Yeah, so Cascadia, as well as our leadership, I think Rachel mentioned autonomy in her CEO position, but I also have autonomy in my position that I'm invited to attend all the meetings that we conduct as a facility. So I can be a part of our clinical meeting and see how we're conducting our quality processes and be able to take that information out into the community. We're a small community, so I do have a lot of different roles. And so I can be involved in a lot of the different processes. I had actually asked Rachel if I could be a part of this quality journey process, and I've been involved in it from the start. 
I think passion definitely helps. Anytime you get a volunteer, you'll take them. <laughs> Rachel, tell me a little bit more about your leadership role and again, how you keep folks focused on this. You think of Quafi and you think of, you know, a very specific focus, but to get a gold award, you have to keep that focus up year over year and to not just do it, but to prove that you've done the work behind that. So tell me a little bit about how you guide the ship. Yes. So I think it all starts with building the golden team. We have a senior leadership team that has close to 150 years of combined management here at Aspen Park. They take pride in the work that they do during our quality meetings. They want to see that we're five stars. They want to know how we can do better. So they're driving the boat. I have the role of CEO, but I'm lucky to work with a team that wants just as much perfection and quality and great scores as I do. So I may be the leader of the team, but I give everybody an opportunity to lead their own positions and to make the decisions that guide the facility. Okay. So I'm going to stay with you here, Rachel. Tell me a couple of things, kind of specific metrics or internal measurements you have that you're really proud of. I want to give you a chance to brag. So we're very proud of being a five-star facility for four years. Gaining a five-star is hard within itself, but sustaining those quality measures year over year over year is almost impossible. So it really sure. goes to show how dedicated my team is to the facility, to the community, and to the journey of the quality program. And to drill down a little bit from that, is there, beyond the quality metric side of the rating system, is there something that you have paid particular attention to or something that feels like a really big win? I know I get what you're saying about the five-star overall, but I'm assuming you also then have a five-star quality rating. Mm -hmm. But is there something within that subset that maybe was a struggle at one point you guys have turned the corner on or just leads yeah, to some great happy smiles? Yeah. Yeah. So something that we really focused on is our psychotropic use. Our okay. psychotropic measures were high. Probably five years ago, we partnered with a psychiatrist and he has been very beneficial. So working with our local physician who rounds in the facility and a psychiatrist that we are able to email or do Zoom calls with daily if needed, we've been able to appropriately care for the residents on psychotropic meds. We meet with the team on day one of admission and look at their medications, look at what's necessary and really we're able to provide the best care for that resident. We look at non-pharmacological interventions, which we weren't looking at previously, pain levels. So we can look at a resident's whole- Do a more holistic whole, approach. A holistic approach, thank you. <laughs> and be able to provide the best care for those residents and not necessarily look at medications as a first option. And that's fantastic because it's a win for the resident, for the family, hopefully as well, but also on the regulatory side, making things maybe a little easier for yourselves as an organization. I like that. Did you wanna add anything, Jennifer, there? Yeah, I was just gonna jump in. We've made a lot of investments in the employees and their education in terms of the quality measures. We've had nurses go through the um, infection prevention specialist program so that we can really closely follow any infections and making sure that we're using antibiotics appropriately. And we also have 
two nurses that have received their wound certification. So we really monitor anybody that comes in with wounds that we can manage and heal quickly and safely, but also preventing any wounds that occur in the facility. And just the investment on that further education and really making sure that our employees have the tools and resources to be able to provide that quality care. Terrific. More great examples. Thank you. So I want to flip that a little bit and just talk about challenges. I mean, I, I think actually, Rachel, that you just identified one from a few years ago with the antipsychotic medications. Can you talk about when you do have a challenge arise, how do you identify it and kind of what the steps are? I know it can be complicated, but in broad terms, what the steps are to tackle that challenge and make sure that it becomes a success point for you. Yeah, I would just say that together we value our interdisciplinary team. Everybody brings different skills and strengths and lessons learned, and it gives us a diverse base of how we tackle challenging moments, sharing our best practices with other facilities and getting best practices shared with us allows Mm -hmm. us to provide the best care. Okay. And just going back to the employee education piece, I think oftentimes facilities may overlook the valuable resource that they have in their CNAs. Do you have opportunities or pathways for your CNAs to make observations that feed your quality goals as an organization? Yeah. So one thing that I personally, well, all of our senior leaders are, but I'm personally very passionate about, we do a huddle daily with our CNAs and staff on the floor. So as senior leaders, we have a morning meeting where we discuss what we're doing for the day in each department. If there were any concerns that we may be aware of that we can discuss, we talk about admissions, discharges, kind of all our day-to-day tasks, and then we go out to the floor and do a huddle with our staff on the floor. But that's also an opportunity for the staff to say, you know, maybe they notice something different with a particular resident. Maybe there was a concern. It could be an employee to employee situation that we need to be aware of. So it's really just kind of a round table to keep them in the know as to what's going on for the day, but also just an opportunity for their voice to be heard on what they're seeing and what they're going through. And we do that with every shift and every day so that each shift has an opportunity to be involved in what's going on. Okay, so you get some good insights bubbling up that way, I'm sure. All right, last question. We'd love some advice. Obviously, you guys are pretty well versed in this routine at this point. But for an organization that wants to put quality more central to its mission, what advice would you offer? And I'll start with you, Rachel. What advice would you offer to another facility that's maybe not already good at quality, but wants to get good at the pursuit of quality? Yeah, so with Cascadia, our focus is clinical, financial, and cultural. We feel like those three pillars are the structure of providing great quality in a facility. All those areas are equal, and you can't have great quality without equal focus on clinical, financial, and culture aspects of the journey. Okay, good perspective. And Jennifer, you want to add? Yeah, I think just in the involvement of your entire senior leadership, as well as your team on the floor, as we talked about before, typically it's unusual for an admissions coordinator to be involved in that process. But I think having our whole team involved in the process and being aware of the quality journey and knowing what the outcomes need to look like and we're all invested really is what 
kind of drove us to get to this point and to want to continue even beyond this. So just really make sure that you have your whole team involved and that they're just as part of the journey as, as you are as the CEO or the CNO. Okay. And we'll let those be the marching orders for those out there who want to put a gold on their uh, calendar for some future year. Thank you, Rachel and Jennifer. Really appreciate you sharing a little about your organization, Aspen Park specifically and Cascadia and your efforts around quality. Keep up the good work. For now, this is Kim Marcellus for McKnight's. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to McKnight's Long-Term Care Newsmakers podcast. For the latest in long-term care news, visit mcknights.com.